Ad Speaks Houston is the inside scoop on Houston advertising and marketing created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter at aaf-houston.net. Welcome to a podcast. This is more of an informational podcast about uh, all of the things that are happening with COVID-19. We have the opportunity to talk with a whole bunch of ad clubs around District 10. That includes Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and of course, Texas, and find out what's going on as we make our way through the confusion that surrounds the COVID-19 virus. John Manlove here in Houston. We are also talking with Aaron Pyle-Smith out of Louisiana, Nadia Navarro in San Antonio, Jennifer Seaton in Oklahoma City, Ed Ware in Arkansas, Bill Richmond, our governor of District 10, down in the Corpus Christi area. And what we're finding is a lot of things have changed. I'm sure that's true with your life as well. Things are different. Uh, Kids are home. You're probably at home too as well. But what's happening here is we're finding that this organization is such a strong and organized group of great people that we're taking events that could have happened and should have happened but are not happening, and revisiting those. And what we found is through District 10, the American Advertising Federation, Houston as well, these events will now happen later in the year, some in 2021 as well. But the bottom line is we haven't lost that energy that American Advertising Federation has. A note from Jay Hagens here in Houston, the Advertising Education Foundation of Houston Uh, has decided to uh, postpone the planned 2020 Scholarship Awards Luncheon. It was set for April the 3rd, and what they've done is they've rescheduled. There's a new date. It's going to be Friday, October 16th, 2020. This is an incredible event for students from all across the district, and we know a lot of folks were planning on being a part of that, and, of course, students coming from uh, all over the region. But the, the new date, Friday, October 16th, 2020. We have also suspended our monthly luncheons until we really get a better handle of what's happening here. You're going to love these conversations, and you will find that the people involved with the American Advertising Federation in all four states are good people. They really care about what's going on and how to make it better, even with COVID-19 hanging over our heads. I think you're going to enjoy this. It's a little bit longer than our normal podcast, but stay with it because you're going to hear some good news coming out of it. Bill Richmond is the governor of uh, District 10, the American Advertising Federation, and uh, an incredible supporter of all of the cool things that American Advertising Federation does, uh, both uh, uh, for for his chapter down in Corpus Christi and uh, all across the states, including Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana. And uh, we've had the chance to kind of figure out what's going on here. And it seems that what's going on changes on a daily and hourly basis. Uh, I was watching the, the news bill uh, with uh, NBC with the Today Show, and now you have Al Roker from his kitchen, and you have Savannah Guthrie, from her basement uh, because she had a sniffle or a tickle or something like that. I tell you one thing, this is the, it's so weird to think about the disruptive effect that this little virus has on the world at this point in time. And obviously it's disrupted a few things as it relates to the American Advertising Federation. So Bill, first of all, thanks for uh, spending some time. I understand you, uh, 
you uh, you went to HEB uh, for some stuff, and you uh, came back home after using some hand sanitizer. But uh, that's as far as I got, right? So. Okay. Well, you go back, and if by the if you if they have any toilet paper in stock, pick me up a few rolls, please. Thank you very much. I will do that. I, as a go. matter of fact, I had uh, a barbecue for some friends on uh, Sunday. And my host gift uh, for everybody as they were leaving was a roll of toilet paper. And they was much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, man, you know how to do that. Oh, that's funny. So, Bill, how you doing? How, how are things going? I know this has been a really, really, really tough time for you and your team. Are you doing okay? We're doing good. Uh, you know, I wish that uh, I was back on attention with you under you know different circumstances. Uh, the last week and a half particularly has... Uh, been tough on the executive committee and, and my officers and, and directors and representatives because we had some really tough uh, decisions to make this week, as is everybody across the country uh, in regards to programs and conditions and travel and hotels and just people in general. So, yeah, it was tough, but that's why we're here. That's why you guys elected us to put this hat on us. Yeah, it, there is a lot of work. I was I was sad for uh, for Jennifer because she was um, uh, oh just just re- incredibly sad about uh, what was going to be and what has been uh, rearranged. And I think uh, I think what we need to do is kind of nail down some of the uh, specifics of what has changed. And uh, first of all, uh, let's let's start with with Corpus Christi and a club level. How are you guys uh, handling uh, all of the things that are attached to this uh, COVID nineteen? So far, AAF Corpus Christi, we're, we're kind of in between things. We did have our uh, local uh, at club lunch uh, last week. We were down a little bit uh, in attendance, uh, unfortunately, because our speaker was absolutely terrific. And so we're kind of, and we don't have anything else coming up until about nine weeks out from now, which is kind of that, you know, just past that eight week mark. Uh, but you know, that changes, as you said, you know, hourly, daily, you know, weekly. And yeah. uh, so we so far haven't been too disruptive here in Corpus Christi. Okay. So that, that's and, a... And the city in general is you know, pretty much status quo. We haven't had uh, any so far uh, testing or, or uh, positive results in regards to this virus. So people are being cautious, you know, grocery store shelves are are bare, but uh, for the most part, uh, Corpus is is you know, business as usual. In the Houston market, of course, and, and many uh, cities across the United States, uh, stores are closed, restaurants are closed, uh, uh, venues like uh, health and fitness centers are closed, and that that's creating a bit of stress for folks who just really like to be active and get out and do things. Of course, you've got people who normally head to the office. Uh, are not doing that. They're staying at home, which is probably a good thing. Is that is that the, the like? Let's talk Houston versus Corpus. Is there a big difference between the two cities as uh, as it relates to curtailing stuff? There is. Uh, I know some of our, uh, from an advertising perspective, some of our larger agencies are having their folks work from home, uh, which you know, so much of the creative and, and even some editing that sort of stuff nowadays with you know, Max and, and that sort of thing can be done from home. Uh, you know, the hospitals and, and nursing homes, those sort of things have really locked down in regards to who's in and who's out and uh, that sort of thing. But again, for the most part, 
I, I see a lot of people out on the street, you know, they're out you know, shopping and, and, you know, just kind of carrying on with their lives. Of course, our schools are still all closed down here, yeah. uh, both the uh, universities in this region as well as our uh, local colleges have all announced that they will be doing uh, finishing off the semester uh, when it starts back up next week, all online. So yeah. uh, they're just they're keeping all the students and, and faculty away from the facility. Probably makes a lot of sense. Uh, some good advice for advertisers from your perspective at this point in time. What would you uh, What would you be talking and, and saying to them? Well, I think part of uh, the the current thought, just having talked to uh, some of the creatives uh, here in the Corpus of South Texas area, is this just all of a sudden a real shift in the client base. Uh, you know, the hospitals are scrambling. They're needing posters. They're needing window cleans. They're needing you know, directions. Uh, they're needing, you know, PSAs and, and uh, those sort of things uh, to put out, uh, telling, you know, the public what to do and what not to do. So, uh Currently, you know, the immediate focus is just kind of a real shift in, in who that client base is and uh, what the demands are right now. Yeah, I, I can understand that. It's funny, there's always a downside to something, but there's an upside somewhere along the way for someone. For instance, in the toilet paper industry, of course, we'll, but I digress. <laughs> so, uh, listen, a lot of things have changed. Uh, you know, Oklahoma uh, is, is not going to happen as scheduled uh, the Hall of Fame is not going to happen as scheduled, and I think it's most important that uh, you having uh, the definitive definitive uh, perception of uh, the reality of what what has changed. Let's talk about that. I think we probably ought to start with uh, the Advention and uh, talk about what has been done and what is to be expected. Right, and as you uh, mentioned, you know Jennifer Seaton, uh, who is the uh, chair for Advention Twenty Twenty. And her entire team uh, out of Oklahoma City have, you know, just worked, you know, their little heinies off over the last year and a half, almost two years, uh, putting together a really uh, tremendous uh, conference for uh, District 10. And we had to, unfortunately, make the decision to pull the plug uh, on the convention based on, you know, all the best data that we have from, you know, the from Oklahoma, the state, from Oklahoma City uh, and uh, their municipality, as well as, you know, what uh, the National Office uh, of AAF is advising us and, you know, then trying to piece together as best we can uh, from uh, our national, you know, government. And so the decision was made that um, we would cancel uh, Advention in Oklahoma City 2020 in April. Uh, because we have some flexibility with uh, Advention 2021, uh, which was had been uh, bid by and awarded to uh, Dallas uh, Ad Club, they were just uh, in the starting process of working on theirs. And uh, so they had some flexibility where they can actually move to 2022. And Oklahoma City, uh, while we can't announce it officially, I have a, a strong feeling that uh, the team in Oklahoma City is going to uh, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and just move their conference into April of 2021. Uh, okay. So I, I kind of see that's where we're going. Okay. You also, so that's the update on Advention. You also have moved some other events uh, around the Southwest uh, Advertising Hall of Fame has been uh, postponed. Uh, the induction ceremonies and such like that. Uh, talk about that. Talk about what's going on there. 
Yeah, I want to mention first also we had one more component to Oklahoma City, and that was going to be our inaugural Mosaic Award. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, please do. Yes. Yeah, and so uh, we had already announced, you know, who our, our first class of inductees uh, will be, and, of course, that was going to, you know, happen uh, in Oklahoma City at the beautiful art uh, center there. Um, we made the decision to uh, postpone Mosaic Awards and move that into uh, the uh, September summit, uh, which will be held in San Antonio uh, this coming September. Uh, so on Friday night, uh, which I believe that's the 18th, uh, we will have the uh, inaugural Mosaic Awards in San Antonio as part of their uh, summit conference. Okay. So, and uh, Randy is still uh, uh, chairing that, uh, Southwest Hall of Fame co-chair. Uh... So, that is correct, and so the uh, the current thought as of yesterday is that we are looking for a new date, uh, quite possibly August, maybe July um, of uh, this year, and it will still be in Austin. We are just trying to work with our original venue uh, there to make sure that uh, they can accommodate us. So we are not canceling uh, Hall of Fame. We have some really tremendous uh, inductees. Uh, that we're looking uh, forward to introducing uh, at that event. And uh, it will most likely be a luncheon, but it will be in Austin, so we'll have details to come on that uh, once we've secured the venue today. And, of course, uh, the AAFD10 uh, website is a great place to go, but you'll also get uh, updated uh, throughout the year on the uh, podcast that we're doing for you guys as well. This is a really tough time for all aspects of business as we look at uh, Houston uh, and John Manlove Advertising. John Manlove is the chairman of the American Advertising Federation Houston. And as uh, we all know, John, things have become just a little bit disruptive uh, with the coronavirus. And uh, as a matter of fact, we had a, a luncheon scheduled for this coming week and we have postponed that. And uh, as you know, the Advention 2020 in Oklahoma City, even though that's projected out a little bit farther into April, that has been canceled. And uh, the NSAC uh, on-site competition, the Mosaic Awards as well, have gone uh, by the wayside here, John. And I want your perspective uh, from a couple of things. Uh, I'd love to know how, first of all, you're uh, responding to this uh, on a club level and then also as an advertising professional in the Houston market. So, Tell me about uh, tell me about the things that have changed a little bit for American Advertising Federation Houston. Well, the first thing that uh, uh, the first real thing that happened is we had a luncheon uh, this week that we had to uh, schedule, and that it's just you know as, as a precautionary uh, way of handling it. You know, we have the city of Houston actually declared a medical emergency. Oh, week maybe two weeks ago, and then that was quickly followed by the federal uh, uh, emergency, calling of the emergency. So we felt, you know, as a means of protecting our, our guests and, you know, and to support our city in their uh, effort to contain the, the virus, and we felt like that was a prudent thing to do. So I, I know originally when all of this began to happen, I've, I've been skeptical of, you know, Really, do we need to be, you know, staying at home? But, uh, you know, obviously it's uh, it's important to a lot of people and, and a lot of our members, you know, so uh, we felt that that was a prudent thing to do. Yeah. 
I think I think that was a really logical move, you know, uh, and we really have to, this is not one of those things where we can say, okay, on this specific date, we're all okay now, and we are all able to move uh, move ahead with our lives as we as we know them. But uh, I know from from our perspective in Houston, uh, and and most likely yours as well. Even at the agency level, I would assume that things have uh, changed in your world a little bit too, as well, haven't they? Well, fortunately, in, in our business, we have been uh, able to work remote for several years and have been. We started the Fridays off several years ago where people would work from home. And that was more as, uh, you know, for to save energy and, and transportation costs. But now, you know, fortunately, that has been a big benefit for us. Other than I'm having to answer the phone in the office. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, you get a little busy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that has been something that we have uh, been doing for some time. And, you know, I have to think, that, you know, all of this is not a downside. Uh, you know, you have the universities, and which we have a lot of here in Houston, colleges and universities, and uh, who are having to you know, do their classes now remotely. You know, this may end up actually being a defining moment to where some of these colleges will find out and, and go through the process to say, hey, you know, maybe... All of these students really don't have to be coming to the campus like uh, we have historically been doing. And, yeah. and of course, anybody who is familiar with Houston knows that Houston is, you can drive for an hour and a half and still be in Houston. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. now, you know, this is making people think, you know, maybe we should uh, rethink, you know, how we, how we do business in Houston. So wow. it's going to be interesting to see how all this ultimately shakes out. I mean, Houston's known for innovation and, and you know, finding new ways to do things. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we are always up for the challenge as well. You know, the thing that uh, impacted me the most uh, was the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo uh, being uh, canceled in the, in the midst of it starting and, and then just stopping. And I, I'm imagining all of the people, all of the levels of participation all of the levels of, uh, of monetization for that event, uh, gone, absolutely yeah. gone. I, it's almost impossible to fathom. This reminds me of a Harvey type thing in many ways. Uh, and as you said, we are up to the challenge to, uh, to overcome these uh, things that come our way. But, uh, as far as the, uh, the Houston market goes. I know the San Jacinto Monument. You have taken some precautions uh, there. That's one of your clients uh, to make sure that folks are are safe. So, you're, you, wouldn't wouldn't you say that just following your good sense, not panicking, just relaxing, and 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 figuring out the most logical way to do things? Does that make sense, John? Yes, and uh, the, the uh, digital companies like like we're in, you know, like. Like I said, we can function without really missing a beat. But some of the, uh, and you mentioned this when you talked about the rodeo, the repercussions. It's, we have several people that we have worked with for a number of years that are in event planning, caterers. They are really uh, getting hit very hard. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we've, we've had a couple call us, uh, you know, caterers for that head was active doing uh, working with theaters and production companies 
just literally stopped. Mm-hmm. That, that's really hard for these these companies who, you know, they, they do their business by, you know, project. That's what, what we would call project work. So if you don't have projects, you know, you don't get money. That My heart really goes out to those vendors who are just literally out of business right now. Restaurants are... You know, we're hearing from the media say don't go to restaurants and, you know, don't go to nightclubs and don't go to theaters. It really is hard on those guys. And how's your family doing? How are they uh, dealing with all of the, the things that are connected to this? You've got grandchildren. You've got children. Uh, how has this affected their world, John? Well, the kids are home. You know, spring break is turning into uh, almost a full summer break, so... That definitely affects. We we have a lot of women that uh, work in our company, and uh, you know, say what you will. Typically, the moms are the most have get you know have to take care of the kids when they're home. Yeah. Uh, so they are, you know, they're juggling working and and dealing with the kids and keeping them busy, and it's uh, it's interesting. It is. Uh, you know, you know, we normally we would say, "Hey, just come to work and bring the kids." But now, you know, they're saying, "You know, you don't want to get too many people together if you don't have to, especially yeah. with kids." Yeah. yeah, this is also more time to play your guitar at the office, wouldn't you say? It's well, you know, time. that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you know, one another thing I've noticed, and it's probably the media, and it's going to be uh, a help for Corona beer is. I notice a lot of them now are starting to reference it as COVID-19 as opposed to the coronavirus, which was the initial uh, name that they were giving it. So uh, that's probably probably a hat tip to Corona Beer, who I'm sure is... That has not necessarily been good for them either. Wow. So without a date, uh, we know that uh, things are going to get back to normal or whatever normal is, because I don't think there is a normal. Uh, uh, Stay safe. And uh, what we'll do as we get closer to uh, getting back to business as usual uh, with the American Advertising Federation, Houston, and on a District 10 level, I'm sure you're in communication with the folks at District 10 as well. Uh, Bill Richmond has done uh, a great job of uh, communicating to the various clubs. And uh, as we talk through this podcast and the radio program, uh, we'll be presenting uh, perspectives from all over the state, including Louisiana and Oklahoma and, um, of course, here in Texas. Uh, uh, so we're in Arkansas as well. But I, but uh, Bill says it uh, great. It says, be safe, be healthy, be bold. And I think that's a great way to... Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to, to put it in, in, in terms. But but as far as uh, anything uh, news that we need to know about, please feel free to reach out to us so we can uh, get the word out via the podcast and the radio program. But as Bill said, be safe, be healthy, and be bold. John, and thank you for uh, for uh, sharing what's going on here in the Houston market with American Advertising Federation Houston. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Aaron Pyle-Smith is the immediate past president of the Shreveport-Bossier American Advertising Federation. She's also our current Louisiana state representative. And what we're doing is going around the country, at least in our district, District 10, and talking to the folks who are really uh, at the heart of uh, what's going on with the COVID-19. 
Uh, and I know Aaron, I caught Aaron uh, shopping uh, <laughs> and you came back and you got everything you need. And I like that. And uh, Aaron, I hope you're nice and healthy and, and things are at home are going well, even with the kiddos, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll see if we can make it through the month of the kids being home and having to do homeschooling, um, uh, electronic learning, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I survived the Target run. Uh, there you <laughs> there go. There's surprisingly more people in there than I expected, but uh, no toilet paper, no paper towels. But luckily, I, do, I don't need those things right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's certainly something to think about down the road, isn't it? Right, right. <laughs> but, but seriously, folks, uh, you know, th- this has really cramped an incredible amount of opportunities for things, conventions, events, uh, advertising in that matter as well. And I, I understand that your governor, uh, John Bell Edwards, announced a new stricter uh, social Social distancing measures, we'll call them SDMs, across Louisiana in response to the growing uh, coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Gatherings are now limited to uh, 50 people. Bars, casinos, movie theaters must close. Restaurants are limited to takeout and delivery orders. How are you seeing that uh, impacting you, specifically in uh, Shreveport, uh, Bossier? Oh, um, well... There's been a, um, a a rallying cry sort of on social media because we have such a huge service-based industry, both in our city and our state. Uh, you know, we're a huge tourism state, and that's sort of where the bread and money, you know, the, the bread and butter comes for and the money, you know, or tax money and things in our state. So casinos shutting down, restaurants and bars sort of closing up for a while or, or limiting to food deliveries is um, there's there's been a huge outcry on social media for people to, um, to, to do the, the delivery with the local restaurants because there are so many service-based employees, even not the ones who just work in the kitchen, but, you know, waiters and waitresses who make, you know, two thirteen an hour. And then, you know, they live off of tips. So yeah. ways that we can all work together to sort of support those people. Um, and advertising in that I think is going is, is really helping those businesses get the message and the word out about how they're changing their current model um, around the COVID-19 crisis and how they're both supporting their employees or taking extra measures to make sure that their, uh, their customers are safe and healthy as well. This has the uh, potential of being incredibly and horribly impactful uh, from a financial standpoint for so many people. Uh, what are you seeing in the advertising realm uh, as you as you look at uh, folks in your area? How have they responded uh, to what's going on? Uh, hopefully not in a panicky way, but do you have alternatives uh, that they're pursuing at this point? Um, I know as far as advertising concerns, it seems like there hasn't been uh, I know from by personally with our business, there hasn't been any huge outcry yet or panic mode yet. Um, but there are definitely um, billboards around town that the messaging has been changing. Um, whether that we have a huge um, healthcare community here in Shreveport, so there's been a lot of messaging from the hospitals and doctors' offices and things on billboards um, to sort of get messaging out about COVID-19, call your doctor, and um, different things. Um, but also, you know, people don't panic and. And those sorts of messages, too. I know I've got, personally, I've gotten emails from different small businesses that I frequent. Um, There's even been a boutique who I got an email from yesterday who is now sort of only doing FaceTime appointments for shopping. So you sort of 
message them, let them know when you'd like to shop. They do a personal FaceTime call with you so you can see the things in the store and they'll help you pick things out and then they'll ship the items to you. Um, so it's really about using the platforms that we have um, in sort of a different way. And I know that that's definitely what um, some local people are looking at or trying to do or trying to figure out how to do those things. Um, so it's really, I think, from a advertising agency um, perspective, it's letting customers know, uh, businesses know, how they can use those platforms in a different way to achieve the same results or not be hit as hard financially and economically um, with the COVID-19 epidemic, uh, you know, in our city right now. So your club members really need to uh, step up to the plate now with solutions, uh, uh, positive solutions, not just uh, reactionary solutions, but positive solutions for uh, businesses, small business, big business, uh, ways to to manufacture success through this uh, period of time, because this is not going away soon. I mean, look what it's done to the... uh, Unfortunately, Advention, uh, which was coming up in April, has been postponed. I don't know whether it's been postponed or canceled, uh, but at this point in time, I believe it's been postponed. Uh, I don't know. Um, right, yeah. I think we're we're sort of advocating for it to be postponed, hopefully to roll this, everything that Oklahoma City sort of had planned into next year, um, if, that, if that's able to happen with different vendors and speakers and whatnot. But hopefully we can just sort of copy and paste from this year into next year so that that way all the hard work that Oklahoma City put in will still be viable and still be able to be used and people still be able to get the, the benefit from that um, that event. Um, it stinks that we can't have it this year and have everyone go to Oklahoma City, but obviously safety is top priority for everyone. And, and a lot of people's companies are not letting them travel. Or, uh, and a lot of the speakers, I think, their companies also don't want them to travel. Um, so it's really just best for everyone if we, you know, sort of pump the brakes on it, which stinks, but best for everybody. It's the way it is. You know, Houston is known as a very resilient city. We came back from Harvey big time and such, and we are a fighter uh, here in the Houston market. How would you uh, how would you describe the uh, the Shreveport Bossier Clubs? How, how do you guys fight back on this? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know that we've specifically come up with a plan for the club. Um, in Shreveport or Monroe, we're sort of having those talks, I think, in the next coming weeks, um, sort of formulate a plan. I know that in Shreveport, there have been events that we've um, canceled or postponed already. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, and really, the the big event that we that in Shreveport got canceled or postponed, I should say, um, was one that centered around college students. And because college students are being told to, you know, go home or you're doing online classes or whatever, it it didn't make sense for us to have the event. Um, so I know that there are, you know, getting close to the school year, there's a lot of clubs who do things for um, the college community. So now we're having to, you know, not do those things or pull back or postpone or reevaluate and um so I'm sure there'll be other cancellations coming soon, lunches and after hours and those sorts of things. But um, those we haven't made official announcements about any of those things quite yet. Erin, give us a few words of encouragement uh, from your locale and to across the district as well for folks listening to this podcast. Um, I think the main thing to remember is um, we're everyone's experiencing this all at the same time and together. 
What's fantastic about where we are in our nation is that everyone has the we have access to technology. I know there are lots of big companies, Comcast and others, who are and utility companies even who are not going to be doing shutoff services. They're offering their services even for free. I know Comcast is in our region, so that people who maybe didn't have access to those technological advances before now do completely for free while we're going through this. So we can utilize technology to speak to one another and talk to one another and still keep in contact and still have that human connection and work together to find solutions, um, both, you know, for business and for personal and and still make sure that we don't lose our humanity in all of this or don't all go crazy mad because we're quarantined in our houses or can't find toilet paper or, or whatever it may be that we can still laugh and joke and uh, rally around one another to be able to to work together to find um, the bright spot through the crisis. Wow. You said it all. It's perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll take that nugget out of the interview here and just hang on to that as well, if that's okay with you. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> you, you seem to be, we've never met face-to-face, but you seem to be that, that type of person. Uh, let's look on the upside. Let's see what we can, uh, th- the good that might come out of this uh, from each other, from uh, from our neighbors, from our friends, uh, from our business associates. And let's let's get through this together. Wouldn't you say that's one way you put it? Yes. Yes, exactly. And you've helped. And we appreciate that. Thank you, Ray. Nadia Navarro is a senior account executive at Outfront Media in San Antonio. She is also the president of the American Advertising Federation in San Antonio, the most beautiful city, one of the most beautiful cities in Texas. I have to be careful how I say that or I'll start a competition here. <laughs> it's just, fine. It's gorgeous here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say it's a really nice place to visit. Okay? That's a good thing. Uh, Great place to visit. You know, we're talking with Nadia because we're bringing together the clubs across the District 10, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and of course, Texas, in the midst of uh, the, the chaos and craziness that is called COVID-19. And I'm really finding as I talk with you guys that uh, there are more solutions than there are problems and more things happening than more things not happening. Are you seeing that in San Antonio, Nadia? Well, um, I know we are still trying to stay active. I just, I know that there is a lot more of trying to plan, being at home, how to prepare for work from home. I think that San Antonio is trying to do a good job of isolating people and making sure that we just don't get out of control here. Um, Canceling Fiesta was, uh, or postponing Fiesta into November was probably a very wise choice. Um, obviously, the NBA, uh, we're also affected by that here as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a community, we are just really trying to... This morning, I saw on social or on the news that HEB and Waterburger, a bunch of employees from Waterburger went to HEB to give them breakfast because they're having to... Or just to feed them because they're having to stock all of the food that everybody's buying from. And so they're only open from eight to eight and then they're restocking the rest of the time. So what, what you're saying is true. People are coming together when you talk H H E B or, or Whataburger. Water, yeah. Community leaders. And it's good to see people actually, um, 
trying to help each other out. Um, and it is important if there are any elderly that you know of or somebody who can't make it to the groceries, let's try not to hoard. HEB saying there's plenty of food, so just buy what you need um, and try to stay healthy. <laughs> Simple rules, <laughs> I guess. That's a great way. I see that you had your May 12th uh, membership luncheon. Uh, that has been postponed. Uh, is that correct? That is correct. Well, as of right now, we um, are definitely going to wait and see what happens in the next couple of weeks. If it's something that can happen, you know, we'll certainly work towards planning that, but we want to stay cautious and certainly not get ahead of ourselves what in are some, booking places and then having to cancel. What are some of the things that you're seeing in your industry as a senior account executive for Outfront Media? Uh, things that have changed in your world. What what are your clients saying? What are they asking for? And what are you doing differently now than you were a couple weeks ago? Well, I definitely feel it's going to slow. Um, I've had a client who is about to do a buy for a visitor, a convention and visitors bureau, and uh, she was flying in, and that's completely obviously gone. It's just who's traveling, right, these days. And um, had a client literally last week who bought a short-term buy, and um, they pulled the sale because it was just going to be a, this next weekend. They were having a, a big clearance sale, mm -hmm. and uh, they're just not going to do it because nobody's – they're not really wanting people out. So – and I know that it is affecting our industry. I mean, I know – you have um, television, I mean, not even television stations, but movies that are about to be launched and they're not. So they were certainly going to be looking at doing not just out of home, but I'm sure radio and television and um, other mediums that are all um, having to be, as we are saying now, postponed. <laughs> so wow. um, it's crazy to see. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things are, people are not going to the movies, so a lot of movie launches are certainly being delayed and just events being canceled. We had Fiesta being postponed till November. What Now, talk, talk so, about Fiesta. What does that event uh, entail? That's a big event for you guys. Talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's probably, like, I would even say it's probably top 10 festivals in, in the world. So it's a huge event where we have a lot of international travel. We have people that come in um, from all over the U.S., but um, especially locally, everybody here shuts down essentially and it becomes a big party. And essentially it's a party to raise money. Every single party is a fundraiser for one organization or another. And, um, Essentially, a lot of people like Night in Old San Antonio, Nyosa, that's an event that is very close quarters. I mean, when you're walking through there, you are literally face to face with people sometimes. So it's, it's certainly wise that they postpone that. You know, we were impacted. And it will happen in November. It, 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 okay. And you say it will happen in November. Is that correct? They, they postponed it till November. Okay. So, so long as, you know, things take a turn for the better and everybody stays safe and we don't spread this even further. I think we, we can get our freedom back. <laughs> freedom. This is America. We are free. You know, here in Houston, we had the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo uh, shut down. Uh, and it was like, what? Yeah. What did they say? You shut the rodeo down? 
but apparently uh, some of the cases came from um, uh, came from the barbecue cook-off. Uh, you have, as of late, a San Antonio doctor testing positive for COVID after travel, and they have quarantined about 14 hospital uh, people for, for you guys. Um, but how, how is San Antonio overall responding uh, to what needs to be done? Are people cooperating, people being crazy? What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, the feeling there? I don't think we've had any crazies except for, I, I know that they released someone who was quarantined and had been tested a couple of times and they came back negative. And apparently, I think one of the drop-off points when they were releasing people out into the public was North Star Mall, which is like the top mall, one of the top malls here in San Antonio. And um, that probably was a really poor choice because then that person went in and ate and went shopping. And um, and then it came back right before they released them. They tested him one last time. And it came back that that person was positive. So oh. the mall shut down for cleaning. And um, so I don't know that it was the individual's fault, but, you know, it's I guess we're just learning as we go. And um, I know the mayor came out and, you know, we're all just doing what we can to try to stay safe. Uh, they did shut the, um, the mall down for cleaning and disinfecting. Um, I believe it's open back open now. But, yeah, I mean, it's. Just people trying to stay safe, you know, where the grocery stores and um, pharmacies, I hear what really are going to stay open um, and just trying to even just share with young people, even though you're not sick and you will probably be okay. Just I wouldn't we just don't want the someone else's getting sick and, you know, an elderly or a baby or a newborn um, because we are okay doesn't make it okay to go out. <laughs> we have to still quarantine ourselves for the sake of others. Let's send a message to advertisers from your perspective in San Antonio. What message would San Antonio, the advertising community, send to, uh, well, send to the world, really, at this particular point in time? What, do, uh, what should advertisers be doing right now? I would say uh, stay safe, you know, do the right thing by other people. Uh, try not to be selfish with our actions. I know it gets we're healthy and we're fine and everybody feels good and they're, they feel like, you know, we can go out. But, um, you know, if we, if, if just one person gets exposed and then the amount of people that we touch, it's just not a safe thing right now. And um, I think we all just need to make sure that we take care of each other. Wow. Very well said. Thank you. You, you sent out a note to your, uh, your club members. It says, Mother Nature knows how to keep you well. It says, Dear community, your health and well-being is and will always remain our number one priority. There is a public health emergency of international concern. Fortunately, your body can prevent infections and fight off colds, flus, and viruses if you take care of your nutrition and mindset while practicing habits that maintain health. Your immune system will take care of you. And, and our bodies are really built to do that, aren't they? Absolutely. And it's uh, try to just avoid being around, um, you know, I know everybody's eating and, and that's probably preparing themselves for to eat a ton of food. And I, I my biggest concern is really a bit, a bit of the waste. I just I hope so much of this food doesn't go to waste um, at the end of the day. But, you know, really 
it's probably best to starve the virus if you end up getting it. Um, <laughs> and your body's probably not going to want to eat much anyway. Um, but take care of your immune system, you know, build yourself up, eat um, less sugars, less bleached foods, and try to eat more whole foods. I love that. Plant-based foods that will really keep our keep us a little bit healthier. Fermented foods also build your immune system. So somewhere along the way, you're also a nutritionist, that sounds like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a passion of mine, but yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it really is great to be able to reach out to the individual cities and find out about uh, the response to COVID-19. And it sounds like you guys are in a good position. How's your club doing? Is it is it in good shape this time? Are people positive and, and upbeat in spite of what's going on? I think we're okay. You know, um, I know the advertising industry is probably going to be the first ones that are hit. Um, you know, I mean, I think right now nobody wants to be spending dollars that they're not going to get a return on. So I think we just need to try to support each other, support local, um, you know, when we can, maybe order takeout or, you know, just chill, still try to support our community because some people really are on the brink of, you know, their business and, and, I just hope that, you know, when we get out of this, we can really go out and support the community and keep our businesses going. Sounds to me like uh, San Antonio and you are in great shape here. You're president of the AdFed of San Antonio. And Nadia, thanks really for taking a moment to talk with us on this podcast, on the radio program as well. It's great to hear uh, what a positive uh, spin you've put on what potentially could be very bad and you are hopeful, and I like that. So uh, keep keep that feeling going and keep doing those great things in San Antonio and on behalf of uh, the American Ad Federation. Yes, and keep um, try to keep everybody staying positive. Remember, worry reduces your immune system, too, so try not to worry. Another nutritional we'll okay. nugget from Nadia. <laughs> worry reduces we'll your immune system. I lo- I'm, see, I'm going to write that down now. That's good. I like that. Nadia, thank <laughs> Thanks again. I know you're busy, but uh, thanks again for uh, hooking up with us today. Thank you. You have a great day. Not that long ago, we had a chance to uh, sit down and talk with Jennifer Seaton, who is the Advention Chair, the big event we had coming up in April. And as you well know, uh, this event has been canceled, uh, unfortunately, because of COVID-19. And it's this virus is so far-reaching in its effects, not only on the advertising community, but on events and community events uh, and city events and in our lives, basically, even going to the store or anything. So we've got Jennifer back to talk with us here for just a few moments, not only on the uh, Advention uh, for 2020, but uh, also on uh, uh, how how the virus is uh, interacting with the uh, club activities in Oklahoma City. So, Jennifer, I know you have been busy. I would suggest you've been busier than ever before, uh, un- undoing a lot of the great things that you put together. Is that an understatement or what? Yes, it's very different. It feels like you're on quicksand. Mm. Talk about you that. You know, things are moving. Um, it's both professionally at your work and then personally because of schools and daycares and education and then volunteer-wise, like with um, Ad Club, you know, AAF is yeah. a whole different um, perspective. Okay. You are also the d- director of the Edmund uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau as well, and I would assume that you've been very busy in that regard as well, too. 
Yes, tourism has screeched to a halt. So it's awkward because the conferences and the events that we're planning in our cities and um, in our conference centers are not happening. Wow. How did you feel when you heard the news about the cancellation this year, Jennifer? Um, I would say very disappointed, but we understand. There has just been a lot of work. I don't know if everyone understands, but the way that you um, go about getting to host Advention, you go to Ad America and you get to make a pitch in front of um, decision makers. And then at the year before, so it was at Shreveport in 2019, you get to host the hospitality reception and um, reveal your um, theme and encourage participation the next year. So this is really, we've been working on this for two or three years. Wow. So our committee was disappointed. and uh, But you know what? There are people that are rescheduling weddings, that are, you know, canceling fundraisers, that, you know, are the lifeblood for their organization. So that's just part of the part of the deal right now. Now, you mentioned before, before we started recording today, that there is maybe an opportunity to do something like this in the in the uh, the, the coming year in, in 2021. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So Governor Bill Richmond and um, Suzanne LaForgio, who's the incoming. So Governor Bill is our governor now and Suzanne is incoming, have been very supportive and it's interesting because Dallas has agreed to host in 2021, which is Suzanne's chapter. And we are working with them. And we will decide by uh, April 15th if Oklahoma City, we might host 2021, and then Dallas would host 2022. So it's something to think about. But we wanted to take a little bit of time to um, think about that because, honestly, we were kind of ready for it to be over. Like this was our time and it was going to be done in April and yeah. we all have jobs and families. So this is a whole nother year, right, of um, of planning and implementing. So we just want to make sure it's the right decision. Talk about, uh, from your perspective, how the advertising industry, the people who are make it work, uh, how are they responding to this? And maybe uh, give some wisdom as well. As to say, if you're a business owner or, you know, you're promoting a product, how should you respond to this whole situation we're under right now? Right. I feel like the hardest hits are the retail and the restaurants and the hotels. So it's important to shop online with your local businesses. It's important to do takeout if you're eating, you know, if you're not going to eat at home at least do takeout if you can't go to a restaurant. And you can still experience your city by taking walks and being outside and taking bike rides. So there's still a level of interaction that can take place. It's just at a, at a different level. And as far as advertising, I've noticed a lot of people changing their ads. So you're, you're not going to run what you've already planned because it's about an event or an activity that's most likely not happening. So it's been more big picture to enjoy a product or service or to enjoy your city. Obviously, I'm focused on tourism at the moment, so I've seen a lot of communities change their ads to just be more broader and um, just because people are not traveling, you know, for the next six weeks. Yeah. This is, you know, it's weird, but we think back uh, to 9-11. You know what? It wasn't much different, was it, back right. then? Right. That's kind of scary. For sure. 
uh, what a little virus can do. You know, and you never know. No, you really don't ever know. All you can be is safe. I mean, there's a lot of folks still out there kind of saying, nah, it's not so bad. I'm not going to get sick. But, you know, God gave us a brain to figure out that we should do some smart things here and, uh, and re- respond uh, appropriately. And let's hope the majority of us uh, take the time uh, to do so. I was reading about Oklahoma City Ad Club, the oldest continuously active business organization in Oklahoma City. You weren't around back then, obviously. 1907, <laughs> before mm-hmm. statehood, a few months before statehood, the Ad Federation. The Ad Federation's doing a great job for Oklahoma City, isn't it? Yes. And honestly, we're one of the most active clubs in Oklahoma City. There's, you know, 50 to 75 people that attend our meetings, and that's not the case with other professional organizations. Yeah. Well, you've got great programs there, obviously. Huh? We do. And, you know, the, um, we were judging the district addies in Oklahoma City, so that is going to be virtual, as well as um, NSAC, the National Student Advertising Competition, is also going to be virtual. So we're being creative. Being creative is is the, the key word there. Uh, how do you take those things uh, to a virtual uh, medium then? How do you do that? So that's going to be through um, either Zoom or other so that you can see each other and you can do your presentations. And um, we are going to have some panels that judge student competitions that are, that we can, you know, look at. Um, but it's all going to be virtual as far as the, the judging. The students just cannot, cannot travel. Yeah. Wow. Well, we are in the business of communication and we are also in the business of solving problems and creating success. So I guess this is right up uh, at Federation's alley, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And also the not panicking and being thoughtful because we want to also show our children when there's a crisis or when there's a problem, is the right thing to be selfish and go hoard all the toilet paper and sanitizer? Or is it to step back and look at the at the big picture yeah. and to be safe and to be proactive? Um, but we don't want to show our children bad examples of reacting. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good lesson for all of us uh, to open our eyes a little bit, to take a deep breath, step back, and see what we can do to make uh, make sure that we are doing the right thing. And you're taking good care of Edmund, and you're taking good care of District 10, and of course, uh, the the National Student Ad- Advertising Competition, and as well as the... Uh, uh, the reschedule for ad- Advention, and that'll be uh, news to come here as you guys formulate those plans. But um, I'm I'm sad for you, uh, and I'm sad for us because we were going to be a part of that as well. It's like, oh, really? I know. We're not going? We had come it all on. planned. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully we can just kind of duplicate and make it better for 2021. So yeah. um, that remains to be seen. Well, it's a great district, uh, one of the best in the nation, and I think uh, you guys uh, doing the things that you do make it uh, – make it even better between you and Bill and all of the players and Stephanie and the, the people who take care of uh, all of the important stuff at district level and local level as well. So uh, uh, I, I would like to say I encourage you to stay as positive as you are and just just continue to keep us posted on uh, the changes. Uh, the important thing of us talking to you through this podcast, and it'll also be part of our radio program that we'll include on iHeartMedia, Uh, We'll talk about uh, what the American Advertising Federation is doing in the face of this unfortunate uh, situation. But keep up the good work, Jennifer. You do great things, and you will continue to do that as well. Thank you. 
And thanks for talking to us. Yes, I appreciate it. So we have been chasing Ed Ware across the country, going from convention to convention. You must have a lot of miles on your car, Ed. Uh, you are you are in the advertising business. You're the American Advertising Federation of Northeast Arkansas. Uh, the membership chair, uh, Ed Ware, uh, from up there in Northeast Arkansas. Ed, welcome. And it's good to be finally talking to you, man. We finally got you. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Ray. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and setting this up. You know, we're talking about COVID-19 here, but I can't resist by asking the question, why the heck did you want to be a professional skateboarder, but it didn't quite work out? What, did you fall down too much or what? <laughs> Where did you find that? Oh, my. You must have dug deep. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, and we all dreamed about California. And, you know, they had all the coolest skate parks and the best beaches. And, you know, I grew up in Iowa as a, as a you know, I don't know, kind of a, a kid that wanted to do things a little bit different and, uh, you know, fell into a great group of friends friends in the 70s and started a skateboard team and we competed in Iowa and then in the Midwest and and um, did pretty well but then when we started to branch out into the regional and the national competitions it it got a lot harder as we went and um, you know we, we did all right for a while but then I, I shredded my knee coming out of a rock and roll um, in my early 20s and um, that that sort of put a, a real damper on my, my dreams of um, competing at the, at the professional level. So, um, but it, w- it was fun and a great experience. You know, it all kind of combined, you know, punk rock and, and skateboarding. And in the 70s and 80s, that was a pretty fun time for me. And um, like I said, we just had a great group of guys. And, you know, and we just, you know, had one of the first skateboard teams in the Midwest. And it was just a lot of fun. But um, so second on your real li- life kind of came along. <laughs> so second on your list is advertising. How does that? How do you make that switch? Huh? Well, um, uh, when when I was in high school, um, I, I was very interested in the arts, uh, the fine arts, as a matter of fact, and and an opportunity came um, came out for me to compete in um, a competition for fine arts at the University of Northern Iowa, where they gave away for full tuition scholarships for for fine arts. So, um, uh, you know, I was interested in that, and um, I was born and raised in, in Marshalltown, Iowa, and and um, I did well at that, and I, I was one of the four that got chose for that full tuition scholarship. So, um, you know, I, I really started to get involved in, in printmaking. I, I was a fine arts student, but my emphasis was in printmaking, and we you know, hung out with the graphic artists and, you know, and the painters and the, you know, and the potters and the sculptors, and we all kind of, you know, um, learned from each other. And I always really had a, a strong interest in the commercial side of uh, the creative arts. Um, and so, uh, again, when another dream that I had to be, you know, to get a gallery sponsorship in Chicago, New York, or L.A. didn't work out, um, I found myself using um, my print background um, from college and started as a production artist for a small print publisher in in north, uh, north northeast Iowa and then got into commercial printing, did magazines and catalogs uh, for the world's largest printer for about 25 years and 
and um, and had an opportunity to um, start working for art advertising about uh, seven years ago, and um, and so really started to focus some of that background in print and um, the sort of creative side of my fine arts background into you know working with clients directly for for ad- advertising and campaigns and and print programs and uh, print media services. Um, and then, uh, you know, yeah, just kind of, it's, it's been a long journey, and, and um, it's, it's been my whole career has been in, in printmaking, and, um, uh, it, and advertising is just a big part of that. I mean, obviously we know the changes that have happened with technology over the years for, for print, but, you know, that segue um, into, into the advertising uh, creative side you know, was something that came through the Macintosh. The Macintosh always sort of drove um, our, um, our our print, you know, um, pre-press side of the business. So I got interested in the Mac in the in the 80s and have been a Macintosh fan for, for ages, and that sort of drove my interest into, you know, the, the advertising and creative arts. And, and doing business development for art advertising has just been an opportunity for me to you know, learn from the, the creative people that are involved and the, and the talented people that are involved in in the advertising industry, and of course our district for the AAF. And um, there's just there's just talent all over this country um, in advertising, and it's it's just amazing to me um, how many cool things are are being done at each one of the different chapters across the U.S. You know, we uh, we're talking about the COVID nineteen here as it relates, and you do a lot of traveling as well to conventions and such uh, as do. it relates to art advertising. What, how has that how has that affected uh, your neck of the woods in Northeast Arkansas? What's going on there? Well, you know, um, as a company, we're, we're we just celebrated our fiftieth anniversary, so uh, we've been in business since you know nineteen sixty nine and. And, you know, for us, um, we have a lot of local clients and regional clients, but we like to, you know, um, understand and work with clients, you know, all over the country, Canada and Mexico. So, yeah, we do a fair amount of traveling um, to uh, conferences and exhibitions in industries that um, sort of mesh well with with our overall um, offerings. So, you know, um, as far as, you know, it just seems like every time I go to Louisville for a for a convention or, a, or or an expo or conference or anything like that, I I come back with a a cold. You know, you don't think about it, but my wife teases me every time that um, you know I come back sick every time I travel. So uh. honestly, I'm not very good. I'm not a real I'm not a real good hand washer, but I've certainly become one um, since since a lot of this has come out uh, just in the last month. Or so, and uh, but I but I understand. Uh, I just found out today that if you drink a lot of green beer for St. Patrick's Day, that it really helps fight against the coronavirus. I don't know if you heard that. Right? I, I I've heard that, but I'm sure it's on the fake news channel. Uh, there, <laughs> that's where you would hear that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah you know, it's really weird. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day, uh, we're recording uh, this part of the podcast on uh, St. Patty's Day, and the fact that the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, uh, uh, 250 years. It was canceled, absolutely canceled, and uh, I, I, that just blows my mind to think that this COVID nineteen can be such a disruptive uh, part of, of our society. And I'm most interested as you uh, relate to the American Ad Federation, and especially 
with the folks in Northeast uh, Arkansas. How are they dealing with the changes now? I know everybody uh, from, uh, you know, San Antonio to Oklahoma City, uh, they, they have their own uh, things that they're doing to uh, kind of adjust. Uh, how are you guys adjusting in Northeast Arkansas? Well, you know, what we're doing as, um, as a board uh, in the Northeast Arkansas chapter, uh, we have two chapters in the state of Arkansas, one in Little Rock and one here in Northeast Arkansas. And I, I think, you know, we're just a couple of small clubs um, uh, that have regularly scheduled, you know, events like Lunch and Learns, where we bring speakers in from, from around the country and around our region um, to help educate us on the latest and greatest and what's going on in advertising. So, so things like that are regularly scheduled events. You know, our summer social, we always have just a really fun summer social event, you know, planned each each summer. And, and a lot of that is just sort of, you know, uh, real fluid right now. We just, we just really don't have um, real hard plans uh, for, you know, uh, for any of those events right now since everything's sort of being, you know, postponed. I hate to use the word canceled because I'm a I'm a glasses half full kind of guy, so I kind of think that, you know, with within a few months, you know, we'll be able to to lock down some dates for our next lunch and learn and keep our membership engaged and invested in in this organization because it's a great organization and um, you know all of the people in Northeast Arkansas, you know, our board, our membership, and of course the you know the folks down in Little Rock have have always just you know tried to you know, do whatever they can to to keep the organization um, alive and well. And um, sometimes when things like this happen, you got to remain optimistic. So it's just really disappointing, you know, for for us as a group because it's um, it's going to be um, sort of strange, you know, not having our regularly scheduled events. Um, and of course, with Invention uh, in Oklahoma City. Um, being, you know, canceled for this year has it's just been a real disappointment, not only for for me as a state representative, but obviously some of our membership in in the state uh, that was interested to, you know, to attend that and um, and uh, obviously find out about, <clears throat> you know, who is going to win the NSAC or you know the National Student Advertising Competition is going on there, and I might tell you, Ray, we. We we had an extra exciting year for for Northeast Arkansas that in that um, Arkansas State University for the first time in their history was going to compete at the NSAC um, competition in Oklahoma City in April. So, you know the the um, uh, the at, you know advisory faculty and the students that that started um, uh, putting together their 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 books and their plans for this competition. You know, it was all coming together here in, in March, and, and everybody was sort of gearing up um, uh, to do that. So it was just a real disappointment. But again, I think the, you know, the online um, competition or the virtual competition that we're going to uh, compete in, I, I think that's a great solution to where we find ourselves here in, in uh, March 2020 with this um, virus spreading through the country and, and globally. And um, I guess I guess what I'm telling you is there's some disappointment in our in our regularly scheduled events and the things that we try and do to engage our membership, but but we're just trying to remain optimistic and um, and and just do things uh, as best we can and take it day by day, minute by minute. 
You know, you are a glass half full kind of a guy. I wish we could package some of what you've got and put it on the store shelves where the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer used to be and just mark it as, as Ed. Here, have some Ed today. You'll, it'll make you feel better. What do you think about that, Ed? Edware, American Advertising Federation, Northeast Arkansas. Keep that wonderful spirit going, and uh, and uh, let's get through this crisis quickly. And I'm sure you guys are going to come out on the uh, positive side. Yeah, yeah, we sure are. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate Thank- you having me. Thanks for talking to us today. You bet. You know, we are such a resilient industry, aren't we? I mean, you're still smiling. I'm still smiling. Things are things are tough. But we will make it, and we will overcome Absolutely. this. Um, and well, I'm I think so- that's just part of our, you know, south and, and western, you know, uh, again, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, uh, come up with a new strategy and forge ahead. Yeah, it's a great region, a, a great cities within this region, and incredible people from Ed to Jennifer, Nadia, Aaron, uh, John here in Houston as well. Uh, just, Just good folks. Uh, so what else uh, are we talking about in terms of uh, disruption for, uh, uh, say, the, uh, the, you know, the events and uh, activities here coming up shortly? Well, yeah, one of the things that we're having to uh, kind of reconsider from a district level is that a lot of these events that were supposed to happen during my term in governor are now being pushed into the uh, next term, our incoming governor, Suzanne LaForgia, and I are meeting uh, first part of this next week here uh, because not only is that affecting you know my year as governor and what our calendar is, now we're pushing a lot of stuff into her year. And uh, some of these things, uh, for example, uh, Southwest Hall of Fame, she was going to now have two of those during uh, her term as governor. And so, yeah, you know, we're having to rethink, you know, the budgets and timing and calendars and, uh, you know, the summits and inventions. And so we're doing a lot of shuffling here. Well, obviously, it's a well-prepared group, and I don't see that as being a downside. Obviously, you'll also be involved as as past governor and and, and being oh, very helpful there. And, and you know, Suzanne is you know certainly you know quite capable. Uh, her wing gal uh, Stephanie Price, uh, who is the current second lieutenant governor, uh, are working well together. So I'm very confident that as we move forward here, we're going to try to make this as seamless as possible. But and, you know, we all realize that it's just a different world we're living in right now. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, we will survive. This is uh, this is something that we will come out of. It'll be, we'll be a little bit stronger, a little bit smarter, and uh, 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 just uh, you know, good overall. Uh, you know, Ed Ed has such a glass half full uh, attitude as well from his perspective in Northeast Arkansas, uh, and you know, Aaron and Nadia and uh, Jennifer, they all had good things to say. Uh, hopeful things to say. Nadia specifically had a great uh, thing that she had put out from uh, the San Antonio clubs. Uh, just, just you know, be smart um, and and not to worry too much because we'll get through this as well. Your advice uh, from a district level to our local clubs, uh, whether it be Houston or Dallas or or you know Oklahoma City. Uh, what would you suggest uh, local clubs do at this point in time as we move ahead? I think this is a great opportunity for all of our clubs to focus on uh, their club's social media. So, you know, particularly our larger clubs, you know, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Austin, Houston, uh, are, you know, they're canceling their monthly, you know, quarterly luncheons. Uh, 
uh, I know Houston has their uh, scholarship lunch coming up in a week or so, and you guys in Houston are still trying to you know, flesh that out. Do you have it or do you not? Right. But I, I think this is a great opportunity for our clubs. If you're not meeting uh, like you typically would, uh, get your, your communications chair and your social media chair uh, and sit down and really focus on you know, your social media because you still want that message to go out to your local members. It just may that it's a different format as opposed to getting together and having lunch. You're pushing it out on your you know, club uh, website, uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook. Uh, this is a really great opportunity to focus on those. And for next year, it uh, is also an opportunity for club achievement uh, and what you had to do uh, communication-wise uh, during this time of crisis. And we're pretty good at doing that as an organization as well, uh, too, not only with uh, through this podcast and such, and we'll do more of these as we transition. I think it's really important to uh, allow folks to uh, connect uh, that way. But, uh, you know, I, I really like, uh, again, the upbeat feel uh, from the organization because, uh, you know, a bummed out feel is not going to work for anybody. It's, it's going to pull us down even further. And we need to make sure that... Uh, we uh, we put a smile. So with that said, do you know any good jokes, Bill? Am I okay? Ones you can tell <laughs> on the I podcast. Not that I could probably put on a podcast. <laughs> that was my question. Okay, never mind. But listen, I know some doozies, but probably not on a podcast. <laughs> you do you do such a great job with uh, with things that need to be done with this with this district and with the clubs, and it really is a pleasure to be able to share uh, your positivity and your good feelings about, Hey, listen, hang in there, folks. We're going to be okay. And, and this is going to be okay. And I love the, I, I do have two bits of, of information that I want to also put out to our membership here. You're allowed Just, to do uh, that. Yes, go ahead. In case there are any questions they have to do with the, uh, American advertising awards, because we're at the district level of judging that right now, as well as our national student, uh, advertising competition. Okay. Good. So in regards to the, the triple A's, as I call them, our, our Addies, uh, they were originally to be judged uh, this week in Oklahoma City, and our judges were very reluctant to travel. Uh, the hotel, actually, where we were going to uh, uh, use as a venue for the judging, has actually closed. They said, we're closing indefinitely, so we lost our venue uh, to be able to do judging. So Mark Eisenberg, uh, our Addy chair, uh, along with his uh, incoming chair, uh, David Moraes from Amarillo, uh, have we made the decision that uh, all of the district judging is going to be done online virtually? Uh, same set of judges from across the country. Uh, in fact, that judging process is already opened. Uh, we've given them two weeks uh, to do this because it's kind of a whole new, you know, game for us uh, judging the entire competition uh, virtually. Uh, so that is going on now, and uh, we will be then sending you know, golds and silvers on to uh, national for the uh, national competition. Okay. And then regarding the National uh, Student Advertising Competition, which was to take place uh, just prior to the opening of the convention in Oklahoma City, with the universities being closed and most universities and colleges going to, you know, the online uh, uh, teaching for the rest of the semester, um, these students are scattered all across the country and likely won't see each other face-to-face again uh, before the end of the semester. Uh, so we, along with the national office, have put together a program. Uh, all of the students and faculty are working scrambling now to put this together. Well, they will be making their presentations uh, to the panel of judges uh, online as well. So uh, very, very different world. Uh, 
I really, you know, breaks my heart for these students because they love the client uh, this year, which is Adobe. Yeah. Uh, and but this is also, you know, real world uh, practicum for them because, you know, if you were working in an agency right now, you're in the same boat uh, that the students are. So yeah. I just wanted to, you know, share those two. Uh, bits of news about the students and uh, the district competition. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'd forgotten that uh, that was one of uh, one of those components. But again, it seems like you've got things handled here, uh, and things will move ahead in spite of the fact that uh, we've got a bit of a barrier with the the COVID-19 going on right now. I think I think most importantly uh, for you, stay healthy, please. Uh, stay stay positive the way you are. And um, what we'll need to do here over the next. Uh, week or so uh, is, is talk more about uh, things uh, as they change transition. And I think uh, that would be great to be able to hear from you. Hey, you know, hey, Ray, we've got something new going on. Let's get it out to our, our folks. And now more importantly than anything is to get the uh, all of the clubs together uh, on this platform as, uh, as a podcast and make sure that they understand that this is a vital communications link that we have established uh, for every member. Um, so again, and as you mentioned, our website, uh, oh, yeah. which uh, Angelo has done such a great job uh, redesigning and building us for, uh, he is on top of that, you know, daily. So if you have any questions, uh, go to the website. There's a new newsroom uh, section of the website, uh, as well as the really urgent stuff is on that landing page uh, when you go out to aaf10.org. So, uh, it's a great place to just check, you know, every couple of days and see what the latest and greatest is. That's a good thing. It's almost as if we knew what we were doing. Wait, we do know what we're doing. <laughs> this is or good. at least we can really fake it well. So. Yeah, well, sometimes we do, don't we? That's uh, being totally transparent and <laughs> honest. Yes, uh, but but in this particular point, communication is good. Conversation is good. We'll keep it going. And Bill Richmond, great job. Hang in there, do great things, and now you can go to H-E-B, okay? <laughs> and see what's left. And see what's left. Well, thank you so much, Ray, for this opportunity, and thank you for uh, conducting those pre-interviews with some of our folks across the district. Uh, and I look forward to this being put together in, in one piece and us pushing it out to the membership. It's going to happen. Thank you, Bill Richmond, Governor of the American Advertising Federation, District 10. So there you have it, an opportunity to chat with so many wonderful people in the American Advertising Federation from Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and here in Texas. I hope it made you feel good about the things that they do and maybe even generated some desire to become a part of American Advertising Federation Houston. We are a busy group full of incredible people. Ad Speaks Houston, created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter. You can find out more at aaf-houston.net. That's aaf-houston.net. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever your podcast platform is, we're going to be there for you. Subscribe today. Do that and you'll never miss a new podcast. Now, your rating on iTunes will also help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. This is important news, and we want everybody to hear this. Until next time, thanks for listening. Copyright 2020, Ad Speaks Houston. I'm Ray Shillings.